you're here, if you have a calling, it is because there is somebody who needs to receive what it is that you have to do. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. Don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks to Buffy for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit buffy.co and enter promo code dreamjob. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for work that makes sure the right people in your team are always in the loop and key information is always at their fingertips. Learn more at slack.com. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I can't believe that the first month of the new year is almost over. I hope you guys are feeling good. I hope you're feeling inspired and that listening to the show is giving you a sense of really what's possible. I wanted to read you a poem that I was rereading again recently. Uh, Many of you know that Mary Oliver, one of the most incredible poets, she passed away last week. And this poem, I found this poem about 11 years ago. And I remember... Upon hearing it for the first time, tears just started streaming down my face. And I just reread it this week and I wanted to share it with you. It's called Wild Geese. And she says, You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. So why do I read this to you? I read this to you for two reasons. I read this to you because the first line of this poem is so, so important and was one of the most healing things I had ever read and I continue to try to understand. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. I feel like so much of the time we are working so hard to try to earn and to prove and to be accepted for who we are. And there's such a sense of unworthiness and there's such a sense of feeling that somehow we're just not enough. And at the end of this poem, she says, you get to take your place in the family of things, meaning to say that every single one of you, every single one of us, exactly as we are, has a place in the family of all things, just as we are. That the way that you were created and everything that is you, it's already enough. And you can just accept that and know that and then take your place 
in the family of things because you are completely an original. I feel so strongly that it is okay to be okay with who you are, to be okay with your broken parts, to let go of the shame, and to invite all aspects of you to join you for tea and say, hello, this is my self-destructive part. This is my brilliant part. This is the part of me that's terrified. This is a part of me that is so fearless. And it's all okay. It is okay to be proud of yourself. It is okay to pull over to the side of your life and notice how much you have given to this world just by being you and getting to this moment. I don't feel that we ever stop and acknowledge enough what we're doing well. When was the last time you paused to be proud of yourself that you made it here after everything you've been through? When was the last time you celebrated the small but consistent, steady ways you've been growing into the person you are? You really don't know what an unbelievable soul you are and how far you've come and how much you've added to the world. So please take note of that today. Every friend you gave a pep talk to, every person you've smiled at, the countless times you've pulled yourself out of a panic attack and the difference that you've made in this world just by being here, it has ripple effects far beyond what you could ever know. So I just want to keep reminding you, right here as you are, you already are a masterpiece. As my friend David Aaron says, we are each a masterpiece, a piece of the master. So I know I say this every episode because I love doing the show, but this episode today, you're in for such a treat. This was really, really, really one of the best conversations I've ever had in my life. So I'm super excited to introduce you to today's guest because she is a total rock star. Really, 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 you are going to leave this and feel like you just grew 10 inches. So I love her. Her name is Susie Moore. She is a life coach. She is a best-selling author. She's a journalist who's had her work in over 500 publications like Oprah.com, The Huffington Post, Forbes, Time, Business Insider, Mind Body Green. She has a wealth of insider knowledge when it comes to writing content and pitching yourself to media outlets and publications that would get you in front of millions of eyeballs. Everything she has to say is like, yes, 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 yes. I know that you're going to click with her wisdom and everything she has to share. The best part is, just like with last week's episode with Susie Schwartz, this woman, Susie Moore, she didn't study this. Actually, she didn't even complete her college degree. She has a high school degree. So here's another example of someone who wasn't an expert in this, but followed their curiosity and found their magic. So I can't wait to dive in. But before we do, let's just say a quick thanks to one of our sponsors. Buffy makes comforters that are better for you and the earth using skin-friendly eucalyptus fabric and fluffy film made from 100% recycled water bottles. This comforter has over 11,000 reviews. Customers agree it is the softest, fluffiest comforter they've ever tried. And what's also cool is that this comforter is hypoallergenic. They're created to shut out dust, mold, and mites, preventing nighttime breathing of all those harmful allergens. And after only one year, Buffy has recycled and reused over 3.5 million water bottles. How crazy is that? Plus, they offer a complimentary trial, so you can try a comforter in your own home for 30 days. If you don't love it, you can just return it for free. This comforter is so soft, 
I was astonished. Honestly, it's the nicest, most yummiest thing we have right now in the house. And I love that we're doing something that's good for the earth. I actually cannot believe that this is not made of cotton and all those other things. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code DREAMJOB. That's Buffy.co and enter code DREAMJOB for $20 off. Okay, please welcome the incredibly inspiring Susie Moore. Hi, Susie. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Kathy. I am so, so psyched to be doing this with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. You are literally like the perfect person to have on the show (laughs) because not only have you been teaching people how to be successful with their side hustle, not only Mm -hmm. have you been coaching people and you're an incredible life coach and you've been writing for Oprah and you've been writing for so many incredible publications, but you yourself left a day job that you weren't happy with. So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about how you got to where you are now. Uh, Yes. So my background, Kathy, is corporate, absolutely corporate. I was a blazer wearing, business card holding uh, salesperson for a long time. And look, my career was fine. It was certainly very nicely paid. Uh, But as time went on and as I got a little bit older, I just had this kind of screaming in a voice saying, this isn't the right thing for you. And I can't always help but reflect on my life, imagining I'm like an old lady one day. I really like to do that often. And I thought to myself, you know, is this going to be my life's work? Is this what I'm going to be proud of? And I just knew it wouldn't be. It already wasn't satisfying me, Mm. you know, know, really at a soul level at all. So I started my sad hustle at the weekends and evenings just to get myself kind of involved in the coaching world. It's absolutely what I wanted to do. I felt like I was such a natural coach with people in my life. And so I started a little business with no experience. I even had to Google how to create an invoice in the beginning. I had no idea how to do any of this stuff that you do as a business owner. But after 18 months of side hustling, I went all in on my own. And that was at the end of 2014. Wow. It's amazing how much you've done in five years, less than five years. Well, I think when you love what you're doing, it feels like the action that you take just seems to be a little more effortless. Yeah. And you did something else, which was really smart, which you are so good at teaching other people to do at this point. You started a side hustle. And when Mm -hmm. I tell people, you know, the name of the show is don't keep your day job. That's a euphemism for that's really saying, do your life's work. Don't spend your Mm -hmm. life doing someone else's job and building their dreams, build your dream. But I absolutely continue to tell people that the best way to do that is not to put pressure on it, by quitting your job today, day one, it's literally building out that side hustle until you really feel that there's a bridge. I want you to tell us what some of those big milestones were. Like what were some of those things that allowed you to say, this is really something I'm going to go all in? Yes, I think probably the first milestone was while I was still side hustling. And I was making, you know, typically minimum per month around like $4,000 extra on the side, doing something that didn't feel like work. And it was, I mean, it felt kind of like, oh, I mean, this is really possible. You know, I just, I started to get a lot of confidence as, you know, the months went by and I could see it was, you know, kind of consistent, the income that I was getting. So I started to feel just more sure of myself and I knew that I was in a position to take a risk. So initially, just as I started increasing my prices and because of demand, I really 
focus so much on media on instead of having people you know um find me by me going out there and hustling and me always asking for referrals or right kind of that's going so to exhausting events yeah yeah it is exhausting i'm like there has to be an easier way and so when i was in my cubicle many times feeling bored i'd often just i'd read websites like mind body green and as i became a coach i i paid attention like the words coach would appear to me in different places and i noticed that a lot of the articles i was reading on places like mind body green were written by coaches and so without any qualifications and I was still very much in the beginning of my you know my small side hustle back then I just submitted a piece to Mind Body Green and it was like two weeks later it was shared nearly 4,000 times and I was like this is going to be my method for growth this is it it's free you can share great messages wow. the right people will find you you'll resonate with the right audiences that really need you and your message and, and your advice yep. and I just I've just kept going with that ever since. That's amazing. And it makes so much sense. I had that same, you know, I come from the music world and I was, a, I'm still a songwriter, but I did that full time. Mm -hmm. That became my full time thing. And I remember thinking, mm -hmm. why would I tour around the country to rooms of like 15 to 20 people and like hustle so hard to get three people to walk in the door when I could mm -hmm. license my song to Grey's Anatomy or to a TV show that everyone's oh, gathered yes. around watching or to a Super Bowl ad or to a movie and the end title credits. And then everybody comes to me. And that's what I started to do. And I, I tell people, you're going to have the same hours in the day, no matter what. So mm -hmm. work smart, right? Like be strategic yes. and work instead of like working only hard. Like, yeah, you got to put in the time, like, but mm -hmm. work smart and think about it from that perspective. And I love that you, and I want people to hear that because that's so mm -hmm. brilliant. I think that what, what most people do is they have that that first paradigm where you were saying, mm -hmm. I'd have to hustle for every client, you know, go out, tell people I'm a coach. Do you know anybody of a mm -hmm. referral? It's like, no, that's not the only path. And then you're, yeah. you're sitting reading these magazines and you're like, wait, let me just submit something. And you have the courage to yeah. not overthink that, which took a lot of inner work. Yes, thinking is the enemy. I really try not to do it too deeply too much right? because, because <laughs> it's uh, actually I was just listening to a podcast and Eckhart Tolle was saying that um psychologists who are not interested in you know anything spiritual, they say that 97 to 98% of our thoughts are useless and repetitive. Oh my so, god, that's you know, a just lot. Kind of, I didn't even realize that. That's crazy. It's so much. I know. And so I'm a big action taker. I mean, that's never been a problem for me, and I think that when we don't overthink it, we just don't really think too much. We just follow our impulses. I really believe that the universe wants it to be easier for us. Oh, I don't think it has to be this God. big, hard slog. You're changing <laughs> really my think... life. You just changed my life. <laughs> like the universe wants it to be easier for us. It's not supposed to be this resistant path. It's not. I also believe that when it comes to decision making, the decision that you make isn't the important thing. It's the fact that you just make it. You do it relatively oh. quickly and then you just stick with it and remain flexible. I like that. Like that. <laughs> Just I love keep that. going. There kind of is no wrong. Yeah, there is no real wrong. I mean, nothing's really final. Uh, most, well, most things aren't really final. So again, could we just lighten up about it? God, I like you even more than I thought I was going to like you. And I can't believe that's possible, but that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm so excited. I feel like I like Wonderful. love this girl. Okay. So you start doing this stuff. You start getting this breakthrough where you're like, this is it. I'm just going to do this over and over and over again. And I'm going to start creating content for other mm -hmm publications. And so you mm -hmm. made that a focal point. And how many publications did you wind up writing for? And tell us some of the big ones. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, well, because of syndication, which is essentially how media houses, uh, they share content amongst right. each other. Mm-hmm. I've been in over four, I think it's nearly 500. It's hard to even keep track, oh but um, so L, Marie Claire, Oprah.com, which you mentioned, Forbes, Business Insider, Greatest. I mean, it, it goes on and on and it's it, it, because it's such a big part of my world. And the best thing too about guest posting, which is essentially writing an article for any, any cool media outlet, uh, you get so many opportunities that come with that. So that's how people mm. find you. It's how TV shows find you. I'm actually doing a talk tomorrow, a big bank um, on a panel about love and money because they read a piece about me being a breadwinning wife that I wrote about. And so when you just put content out there, I swear it's like this magnet. It's this gift that keeps on giving. Sometimes millions of people have eyes on your content. And I just think, I'm just going to let this be easy. I'm going to use this tool that works. Oh it's far easier than you think. Media uh, professionals are far more accessible. They need your content. They need your stories. Content is what you know. editors and producers need to keep their jobs going and so I think I'm doing people a favor I'm creating you know what I know to be true sharing my stories and experiences the right people find me and so many unexpected things come to me as a result of just being generous with content it's so smart and it's such a simple transaction it's like I Mm -hmm. will take ideas and I will send them Mm -hmm. to people who need content right Mm -hmm. and then I get this credibility because I'm featured in oprah.com then People are reading that and they're coming to me. I'm getting called to do speaking engagements. I'm getting book deals. It's so uh-huh. brilliant. This is why it's so important to get comfortable being visible because once you put yourself you know, mm. out there, so to speak, then people will find you. And if you just, if you're consistent with it and you don't have to do it as, you know, like every day or as regularly as I do, but you can just do it a few times. And it's amazing what I, I always think, you know, like you meet Providence halfway, you, 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 yes. you do what you can, right? You bring it. And then the rest kind of comes to you. It's never failed me that mindset. And I think that when you do it on a media, on the media scale, using all these huge platforms that if you think about it, you know, like Timing money, for example, they're like over a hundred years old. Conde Nast House, over a hundred years old. And the second your name appears in one of these, you know, in one of their magazines yes. or whatever, then you already have that hundred plus year long credibility. They lend that to you. Yes. So why wouldn't you leverage it? It's so highly leveraged. That's so brilliant. But I have a feeling that mm-hmm. as we're talking and we're both like having this like girl romance right now for each other, and everybody, we're all excited, <laughs> yes. and people are listening, going like, guys, <laughs> slow it down. Like I'm never going to be able to write an article. And there's people thinking I'm not an expert. I don't have anything good to say. What advice would you give for someone who has that imposter syndrome? And they're like, maybe it's good for you and Kathy. But what do you say to a person who has that feeling of like, I would never be able to know what to say? How would I come up with an idea for content? So I have it too. Of course, I have my own imposter syndrome that I, you know, contend with every day. I like to play with it sometimes. If ever I feel afraid or something big is coming up or something new, I'm like, when my fear pops up, I'm like, is that all you got? Come on, throw it at me. Lay it on me. Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) Yes. Play a game with it. You, if you play a game with something, it can't, uh, the resistance goes away. Like Ah. you just, you you just, you soothe yourself into a good place. But, um, but no, I'm not an expert. I, okay, I'm very open about this. I have a high school education. I did, I do not have a college degree. I did not have any life coaching qualifications. Zero. Mm -hmm. I just had my life experiences and the knowledge that I have from reading lots of many amazing books. And I just share what I know to be true. And you can like it or not like it. Not liking it is cool too. But the people who like it then welcome me in lots of cool different ways. So you don't have to be an expert, whatever that means. I've noticed these days, the only thing that differentiates an expert and a non-expert is saying you're an expert. 
essentially. That's really yeah. the only thing. Yeah. So you and the other thing is you don't have to be perfect at something. The example I give sometimes is you don't have to speak perfect Spanish, right? You don't have to be like this bilingual, amazing Spanish speaker to teach someone a few tricks to get along right. in a Spanish speaking country. Right. You can just be a little bit further ahead than someone and share advice. Absolutely. I love what you're saying. And I love this idea of like, you play a game with it. And you're like, what? Is that the best you got? <laughs> I love that. I think that one problem that we have is we're all very serious. It's very easy oh, to be so serious, serious, you know, and yeah. you're often surrounded by very serious people. And I don't think that that's our real nature. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's like when you look at children, how often they laugh, how often adults laugh, like the statistic is really shocking. <laughs> like children laugh like 400 times or something like that. And an adult laughs like two times in a day. We learn very, very serious things. And I think if we can unlearn that a little bit too, success will just become more easy. Oh my gosh. It's such a good point. I, that is not a point that I have heard made often. So I love that you said that. I want to mm -hmm. go a little bit deeper because I know that you teach courses on this. And so I want to sort of mm -hmm. just sort of put one foot in that direction. So let's say mm -hmm. somebody is saying to you, but you don't understand. I don't know the first thought that I would write on a paper when I would like come up with an article. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you make it again, not serious? How do you let it be easy? And how can we all mm -hmm. come up with some ideas for content? Yes, it's a great question. And again, a simple one. Again, I'm like even about when it comes to brainstorming with people, I'll say, what do you want people to know? Or what do you want your friends to know? Or if there's something that you think is useful right now that you've learned or that you've understood, or that you, mm. I mean, there's something that you've experienced that could be helpful. Like, what might it be? And it could be a recipe. It could be about how to speak to your teenager about money. I mean, it's really limited. There is an audience for everything. Wow. So the sky's the limit, truly. Every idea that you have, every every experience that you have, anything that you feel called to share or anything that you already share in whatever kind of groups and circles that you're in, it's very likely that probably every story, every experience has at least 20 or 30 articles within uh, it. I tell the same stories again and again with kind of different messages, mm -hmm. different lessons, different tips, and so forth. Once you start doing it, you can't, you kind of train your brain to constantly see different stories yeah. and see different, you know, um, see different opportunities. And you're in this kind of creative flow. And so it's just a matter of beginning, not taking it again too seriously. Yeah. Think of something that comes up for you. And it doesn't need to be perfect or polished or even really thought through. You can craft something with what you know, and it will take shape and there will be an audience for you. Wow. And is there a certain amount of length this needs to be? Do you need to have a lot of a certain amount of facts? Do you need to have three quotes? Can it just sort of be your thoughts on yeah, the topic? Great question. It can be as simple as your thoughts on the topic. If you want to include quotes or any data or statistics, that's cool. That's up to you. Um, I often don't. Uh, and when it comes to length, typically my pieces are around six or 700 words, which is a page yeah. and a little bit. Wow. So that's really nothing. No. Once you get into the flow, you can get comfortable just sharing, sharing what you know. And then if it comes to linking to something or sharing, you know, uh, maybe quoting Brene Brown or something like that, then you'll feel that and that will feel natural to you. In your I piece. love that. One last question on this topic. I know that, that you know, you go to the back or the, the last page of, of several of these websites and it'll say to submit an article, you know, click here. Is there something that you mm -hmm. find helps these things stand out from the pile? Is there something to think about mm -hmm. from the perspective of who's reading these submissions that might be actually helpful to get your piece put in there? Yeah. 
I mean, there are lots of things that you can do, but a couple of um, quick things that you can do, especially to get a, a quicker win, would be to personally reach out to an editor of the right section mm-hmm. of the type of outlet that you'd like to submit to. So just say it's even Cosmo. Is it going to be under sex? Is it going to be under travel, under work? And so you want to find the right section, find the right editor, and then ideally read a bit of that editor's work because often editors are also writers. And I would reference a piece that you enjoyed. And I'd say, oh, that piece about turmeric lattes was so good. Uh. (laughs) Make it sincere. I always say that, you know, five minutes of homework saves you hours of hustle. Like just a little bit of research can get you a really long way. And then don't be afraid to follow up. Everyone is so afraid of the follow-up. Everyone is afraid of (laughs) the follow-up. It's so funny. I mean, number one, I think rejection is an illusion. But uh, when it comes to following up, it's just like Part of the process and I see so many people who just at like the moment of probably like getting a win they give up and so I just say stay in the game you know keep just just keep showing up it's a matter of time until you're start seeing the results that you you're, that's so brilliant in fact the next question I was going to ask you you already got to that place and I want to go go into that a little deeper I was going to say how do you deal with mm-hmm. rejection and you already said I <laughs> think rejection is an illusion explain what you mean by that because that is so valuable for us to take on this journey yeah so the way that I think about it is okay just say that there's an editor and her name is Jessica, mm-hmm. right? Jessica, let's just make this up. She's at some fancy magazine. Well, if Jessica doesn't respond to me, and I think that that's because of me, right? If I think, oh, Jessica just hates my idea or thinks I'm useless or doesn't think I'm good enough. Again, people have these thoughts. They share them with me. Uh, I would think Jessica is probably thinking, are my kids okay? Do I need to replace my windows at home? Jessica has a million other things on her mind than really worrying about me. No one's worrying about you. Nothing is personal. Mm -hmm. And so if Jessica, just say, you know, I submit, I don't hear anything. I follow up, follow up again. Again, I have a whole process for this and I don't hear anything. I'll go, okay, this isn't the right time for her right now. Like this piece isn't right for her right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then I'll take that idea to other places until I get the win that I want. So rejection, when we take things personally, it's really just such our ego mind at work and it makes us feel heavy and it makes us resistant to keep going. And so when I get, uh, when I get rejections, I actually sometimes laugh <laughs> because uh, I had a rejection recently and I, so I actually sometimes laugh out loud and I think to myself, it's so funny how these, you know, maybe these editors, these new people who don't know me yet, they think I'm going to stop. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, oh, they think like, oh, this rejection's like going to be enough. And I'm like, oh no, well, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. And this is how not only have I, you know, um, built a nice list and a nice following because of the content that I create. But I, my editors in New York are some of my best friends, these people who rejected me. And oh so and my I, bring that God, up and I love it. that. But I want to know. So when you would follow up with these people, you'd follow up with the same person like three weeks later or a month later. And you literally became best friends with some of these people who would say like, no, thanks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God, yes. I love it. You, you, you bring fresh ideas. Sometimes I think that um, getting rejected, whatever that means, is helpful too because it kind of it sharpens you. It's like, okay, what's working? What's yes. not working? What's trending? What's not? You get a really yes. good idea. And oh so I'm God, like, thank you. It. I'm getting like sharper. This is making me better. Oh my so, God. Yes. I mean, this is just, it's absolutely huge. And I, I, I'm listening to you talk and I can see why you're such an incredible life coach and why you're such an incredible speaker because your energy is infectious and you uh-huh. have this sense of like, everything is possible. That's the vibration that you're sitting in. That's the state of energy that you put out in the world and that you're swimming in. And I'm so 
like clear that that's what is making all these doors open for you of course no doubt Thank about you. it well my intention is very clear and i think if your intentions are clear and it's actually deepak chopra says this he says that if you have the right intention a clear intention and you give attention to that intention then everything will really manifest the thing is, is mm. often our intentions aren't clear. We don't really know what we want. We don't even ask ourselves, okay, what's the intention behind this piece? Or what's the intention behind me holding this event? Or what's the intention even behind this friendship? Let's let's unpack that because I think that those sound like really good ideas, but people don't really know mm -hmm. what that means. What's your intention? How do you figure out what your intention is versus what your goals are versus what you want out of life? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So if you ask somebody, you know, okay, uh, say somebody is a paramedic, right? You, they're talking about their career and they like it or yeah. don't like it. You say, okay, what's your intention for your career? Like, what's your intention for your work, your contribution here on earth? Often, most people would be like, well, I don't know. You know, like, I uh, just got like, I don't know, like, that's a weird question. <laughs> you know, Right, and that's a weird very... <laughs> question. Like, Isn't that what you do every day? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. But then often if you say, you know, what's, what's the intention behind my career? And I'll, I'll think, you know, I just really want to show people as many people as possible, millions of people, that they can live a self-approved life. And I'll use you know, X medium, Y medium, Z medium to reach different people in different ways, but essentially to share this message in different ways. And so like, you, once you have your intention, once you kind of know what it is that you want to, you know, what, what you want mm. to achieve, what feels like a good, I mean, a, a good life intention for you, then everything kind of becomes clear. And I also think that once you put that seed, it's almost yeah. like a seed that just keeps kind of developing in different ways. And if you only focus your attention on what your intention is, then you can't mm. get so sidetracked and distracted and put yeah. off because you're, you're in what your core intention is. And it's, they're deeply personal. They're, it, it, I mean, the more intuitive you can be about it, the better it will be for yeah. you. Yeah, um, I love I that. I think we all know our, our intention. You know, we just sometimes are afraid to say it. Uh, we're afraid to, you know, pursue it. Like often I think the things we're most resistant toward are the things that are most meaningful to us. And so I think once you have some clarity about, I mean, what, like, what is your contribution? You know, like what, what do you want to most achieve? What do you want to achieve in your time? Like your time here on earth, what is your intention for the, for all the hours that you're going to put into your work, which is really love made visible, right? That's a quote from the prophet that, you know, work is love made visible. And mm -hmm. so like, what is your work? What is your contribution? And what is your, like, what's your intention behind it? I think that there's just a lot of clarity that comes with that. And it's a great filter for decision-making too. It's like, is this part of my intention? Like, does this fit in with me um, or not? So beautiful. But I feel like I think a lot of people would say to you, no, Susie, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. And I agree with you. I think it's in there. But we've been resisting it so much that we're not even hearing it anymore. How do we help them uncover that soft voice that is telling you what it is? Yes. Yeah, so, Kathy, I, I really think that we all know it just gets buried and it gets kind of kicked out of us over the years. But there are some questions you can ask yourself. That can help give you clarity on this. Like um, a couple, you know, like what, like wh who are you when you were much younger? Like, were you a leader? Were you a great listener? Were you very, you know, into doing things with your hands? Like, mm. who were you when you were younger before you learned all the things that you probably need to unlearn now? Like, if you kind of go back to that childhood self of yours, there's there's a lot of information there. You can also ask people who've known you a long time, like, what is it that, like, what do you, like, what do you come to me for? Sometimes we can't see our strengths as clearly as other people do. And you can say like, what is it that I'm good at? And because of imposter syndrome too, we discount everything that comes easily to us, yeah. right? We find it really hard to internalize our accomplishments. So, you know, all of your friends might say the same thing and you're like, what? Organizing, that's so easy. 
well, organizing isn't easy for me. <laughs> you know, that's right. not my strength. And right. so you can, you can ask people, you can connect with kind of that younger person within you. And you can also think, you know, what topics of conversation do I love mm. talking about? Like some people will do that maybe with a, with a sport. They'll do sure. it when it comes to fitness, with politics, whatever it may be. And so there are a lot of clues, like success leaves clues. And we, mm-hmm. if we just pay attention, if we just like quiet down a little bit and we pay attention, there are a lot of clues that we might just be overlooking. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that what people might say is, okay, so let's say I know the thing that I love and I can mm-hmm. answer that question, what people think I'm good at. But then there's this overthinking of like, is that enough of a life's intention? Like the fact mm-hmm. that I love playing guitar or the fact that mm-hmm. I want to make cherry pie? Yeah. Well, if you want to make a pie, like it's more than that, right? Like what is like, what is making a pie mean? It's often bringing people together. It's often mm-hmm. making the home a central warm place. It's mm-hmm. often to bring pleasure and joy. So often like that you can, you can just always ask a little bit deeper and, and, you know, and just ask yourself, okay, and why? And why, is it, why does this matter? Why is this important to me? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll get to a core and it'll often, I mean, pretty much 100% of the time, be about uh, just being of service, being useful, being generous. Yes, that's it. And we can all be doing that. I mean, where would we be without pie? I remember there was a beautiful quote in the movie Dead Poet Society and Robin Williams, Mm -hmm. his character said something like, it was like, you know, math and science, these are noble pursuits and they keep us living and existing. But Mm -hmm. art and music and poetry, that's what we exist for. Like that's what we live mm-hmm. for. So they're both so important, right? Oh my God. I think that without the arts, which you know, take many forms, I don't think that life makes sense. <laughs> I, know. I don't think that I, life I makes sense without them. So if you're feeling called to something and you, you have something within you that you yeah. know is like maybe tugging at you or there's just something that, you know, your your, your career isn't fulfilling within you. Because I think I, it's very difficult for a career to really use all of your gifts. Right, all yeah. of your talents yeah there's definitely going to be some dormant stuff there that uh you can absolutely just start pursuing it do it lightly again don't overthink it you can just start doing it here and there on the side explore it like play around with it mm. and once I you do it. that with with this like optimism and you keep putting attention on it it will take shape with you you don't have to have it all figured out in the beginning yeah it's impossible that's true that's, a, that's a, of course it's and then that, that is true it's absolutely true nobody's going to give you a, a list of directions of what to do over the next six weeks and then 12 weeks but you, you can just go toward it. And like you said, if we can just get in this, this mindset of let it be easy and I'm just going to mm-hmm. trust the next thing. And also, if you can be building a side hustle, maybe that is going to take pressure off and give you yes. more room to play. All right. So I have so much more to ask you. But first, a quick ad break. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for work, whatever work you do. With Slack, the right people in your team are kept in the loop and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels, letting you organize conversations and information around projects, offices, and teams. And because everything you need to work is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. With Slack, your team is better connected. You can find out more at slack.com. Slack connects the tools and services you need in one place. I use it every day with my team and it makes it so much easier to communicate with everybody. No more searching through emails for that one follow-up or searching through multiple systems to find what you're looking for. You can just drag and drop file sharing that works with all the apps you already use like Jira, Salesforce, Zendesk, and Google Drive. With mobile apps for iOS and Android that sync seamlessly, you can always pick up where you left off no matter where you are. Slack, where work happens, Learn more at slack.com. That's slack.com. So this is a perfect time to start talking a little bit about your book. Um, So Mm -hmm. Susie wrote a book. It's called What If It Does Work Out, um, which is the best title for a book. And it's Mm -hmm. all about how a side hustle can change your life. 
So the first chapter you say, why wait? So mm-hmm. why wait? Because I'll tell you what, I get a <laughs> lot of DMs every single day from people telling me why they should wait. They don't know what their business plan looks like. They want to make sure they get another degree or another certification. Oh, I no, mean, on no, no, and no. on and on. So, mm-hmm. but you're saying, why wait? And they're saying, here's why. So what do you tell them? <laughs> But anybody wants to wait, I mean, unless they're about to give birth or something, <laughs> um, I, I always think, you know, there, there is no point. There is really no point. Action is going to give you a lot of clarity. Action is where the magic is going to happen. It's where you're going to learn. It's where you're going to, you know, have some mistakes and setbacks. And when you really become a business owner, you have to, you have to have some skin in the game. You have to just like go in, like go in, commit to it. I think that so much is just, you know, a decision that you can, that you can make. Yeah. And when you make a decision, like, I think your life can change in an instant. Mm. If you're like, okay, I'm in it. This is what I'm doing. And you're like, okay, I'm not waiting anymore. Like this is day one. And I'm, you know, I'm going to email everyone about what my, what, what I'm going to start to, my, my stationary business. It's open. Yes. It's open as of today. Just that first step. Like the universe loves beginnings, right? The magic of beginnings. Yeah. And so procrastinate learners, there are so many of them that want another certificate, another this, another that. Oh I'm God. so anti that because I Me also too. think that even people who give certifications, again, it's like that Steve Jobs line, you know, the world was kind of created by people who aren't smarter than you. I left NYU and it was a great, great, um, great coaching program, but I actually left because I was too busy with my clients. I was like, yeah. I can either coach or learn how to coach. Yeah. We can often think that other people have it figured out and there's a right way and there's a specific path. And unless you're doing something probably in the medical field or in the legal field, a lot of it is just people like you and me just giving what we have with great love. Absolutely. But then again, and this is, I think, a little bit different. I want to make the case for it because people are going to say, but Kath, you just said Susie teaches all these courses. Mm-hmm. The difference there in why to take a course like that is because it's mm-hmm. going to help give you the specific kinds of strategies. You're learning from somebody who's done the thing you want to do, and it helps put you in that sort of headspace. And you can do that while you're taking action, right? So I'm just curious what your point is to that. Everyone's a little different, but I think that if there's something that feels right to you, if you really like the person who is, you know, sharing the information and you like that their path and, and you connect with them, then it, it's worthwhile investing in the right thing for you at the right time. That doesn't mean buy everything, be in yeah. every group. Right. Like, again, that's just a form of distraction too. Yeah. But I think that intuitively you just know, I mean, all I do is just trust myself. I'm like, is this the right thing for me? yes or no. A lot of the time it's no, and that's great. And when yeah. it's a yes, again, I try not to think about it. And I just go, okay, this is the right thing for me. Check in with yourself. What feels really good? Like what feels like, yeah, this is really aligned with me. I mean, just asking yourself that question, just pausing to ask that question, your body will react. I mean, it's an NLP technique. If you give yourself a couple of options and you just close your eyes and you just like breathe for a couple of seconds and you consider a couple of choices, whatever just makes your body relax is mm-hmm. the right choice. Oh my God. Are you guys hearing this? That is so brilliant. Okay. A few more things. Another thing that you talk about in this book in chapter seven comes up all the time. And people say the following, how will I find the time? And this is something that you talk about. And this is so important. Tell me why we can get around this. How is it possible? How do I find the time? 
yes, you're right. Time is probably the biggest, I mean, limitation, people, the, the biggest perceived limitation. Yeah. And, you know, there's that old saying about it that if you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. Like, congratulations. Oh, I never heard know? that. That's good. <laughs> but it's like, okay, we all have 24 hours in a day. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There are no exceptions to this. And I've worked with women who are single mums with a full-time mm. job rocking a side hustle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so if a single mom, I mean, praise all single moms. Uh, really, right? I don't all know how. Moms, I have right? three kids. I, I, if, I, if my husband, you know, wasn't helping right. me, I, I honestly... Absolutely. And so, I mean, there'll always be examples, right? Again, remember like your intention and then putting attention on that intention. Like, who are you going to look to? Are you going to look to like all your friends who are also too busy, whatever that means? Or are you going to look to people who are like rocking it? Probably you have less than you, less qualified than you, less good than you in a lot of ways. What are you going to put your attention on? And if you put your attention on, you know, um, this time scarcity, which again is a bit of an illusion, um, versus thinking, you know, maybe capacity is, you know, more of a, just a mindset. Like maybe Uh, my capacity is bigger than I think. And then you start, these hacks just start to appear in your life. You realize, oh gosh, you know, between meetings, there's all this time. Or when I'm walking to Walgreens, I can start making, you know, maybe a few phone calls. Or while I'm on the subway, I sometimes on a subway, especially if we're ever held anywhere, I've created a blog post. You know, so it's like time. I mean, it's just such a state of mind. I also think that when your intention's clear and you're and you're going in the right direction with it, then you do have these reserves of energy that kick in oh. that you couldn't otherwise access. Hmm. Like I could never in my corporate career, which was fun, feel the energy that I feel now. Of course, never. Absolutely. Like it, it just it, it 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 couldn't exist. Yep. So I just feel that there is this there is this support that you get. Yeah, you can set up systems and you can outsource what you don't need uh, to do yourself. And there are certainly you no know, a lot of hacks and tips along the way, but. Uh, I mean, I would say, why, like, why start with that? Why start with, I don't have enough time. That is the wrong place to yeah, start. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You want, I actually had this saying, it's, uh, well, I repeat it, it's an Abraham Hicks saying that there's, there's never a shortage of time or money. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I constantly repeat this. There is never a shortage of time and or money. And it's true. And it's true. Yeah. It, I, it, I think it really is true. And I have to say, even with a lot of different things that I manage, um, I don't really feel rushed or, and I feel I like don't I sleep eat. enough. And, I know it's so yeah. weird. Okay. Um, so in your book in chapter nine, you talk about a mm-hmm. killer way to sell without being a sleaze. And I think that our self-worth <laughs> is so tied into this for some reason. And we feel mm. like we're doing something wrong or doing something Oof. bad when we ask to be paid for the value that we give to the world. And so that is so mm. painful that we don't do the first eight steps because when we get to the selling point, we know that we're going to walk away. And so we're resisting ourselves. So tell us mm. what you mean when you say there's a way to sell without being a sleaze, because this is something I think we need to know going in. Yes. And I, I, I meet so many people who, who are so uncomfortable charging. They never raise their prices. They're constantly oh over delivering. And look, it's all to do with just our core human fear of, you know, our worthiness. And money is just, you know, our currency in this material world of how that's often measured. Yeah. And so money is just money. People love to pay for stuff. Like if someone gets your course or whatever for free, they probably won't take it. That's right. <laughs> you know? They won't. Like you need to have skin in the game. Like it's, it's a healthy, generous thing to do to charge people whatever is fair or feels good for you um, for whatever value you're giving to them it's a fair value exchange you give value in your product or service and you receive you know uh, material compensation for that Mm -hmm. but the way that I think about it and this is why I'm so into creating content and sharing a lot of free content is because if you just 
share. <laughs> I really have this belief that if you just share, if you're constantly sharing, if you're constantly just giving, and not everything, you're not killing yourself sharing, but you're sharing useful tips, useful advice, your stories, your experiences, whatever it may be, then that's like the hook, right? You're doing your free great work, so you can feel really good about that. And then the right people will find you and they'll want to go that's more right. deeply with you. And then that is just a perfect match. Yep. I love They're, that. So when it comes when it comes to like you know selling stuff, I mean people don't come to me unless they're interested in what it is I can help them with, and so the way that they know is because I share I share a lot of free information yes, about it, that's right. and that's really all I can manage. And then what comes to me, I just I just I, I allow in. That's it. Yeah, we had Daniel Pink on the mm -hmm. podcast, and he said so brilliantly. He said, if you have something that you can do that's going to make a difference and better the world, whether you're going to make software, or you're going to make a good dinner for someone, or you have an ability to help somebody, you know, with an emotional issue, whatever it is, mm -hmm. if you're going to do something that's going to help the world, you have an obligation to sell that. You have a moral obligation, mm -hmm. he said, because the world needs what you have and you cannot sit it out. And if making a, if you're not going to make a living from it, you won't be able to do it full time. And now you're actually exactly. putting the world in jeopardy of the thing that you have that they need. So you better start making exactly. a living from it so you could do it more, right? Yeah. Yes, and making a good living, right? Not, yes. not getting by, right? Like yeah, making yeah, yeah. a good yeah, freaking yeah, yeah, living, yeah, like yeah. where you have you have the life that you want, right? Because I think, I mean, again, the universe wants to support us, right? And when you're making great money and it's just everything feels flowing, then you feel supported and you're at your most creative, yeah. right? It's like there's no desperation because you're just, you know, there's a freedom, you know, that you're financially okay. I also think we want to allow in a lot of good things, right? I really believe in great abundance for everybody, not just like, Hundred yes. percent. There's enough. So there's enough that... sushi rolls for everybody. There's enough sunset <laughs> views from the <laughs> tops of beautiful hotels. There is. There's enough for everyone. So a couple more things. You said in this book what you don't know about failure. Is there anything else that you mm -hmm. want to tell us about failure? Because I think that people's fear of fear of failing, they'd rather sit it out than get in the game and miss the shot. You know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to failure, the way that I think about it is that failure and success are the same road, the exact same road. Success is just further along down that road. Oh my God. That's but so good. <laughs> <laughs> but people get, you know, they'll take a parking space to suit the first one they see, right? Oh it's like God, the, the, and the, the path to that success is full of very comfy parking spaces right and so it, it's just further along it's the same path if you oh are if you God. interview or if and I've had the privilege of interviewing some really cool people like Sarah Blakely who's the uh, founder of Spanx yeah. Spanx started as a side hustle it's now you know a multi-billion business yeah. uh, and uh even Chris Jenner when I I interviewed her for Marie Claire they all say they always ask questions they never feel like they know enough they surround themselves with right. other people and when they make a mistake it's like dust off straight straight back on yep. dust off straight back on I love that that's it because the roads are the same the road. one is just further down that road that is so brilliant mm -hmm. I I love it love it love <laughs> it love it um you talk about how we can leverage our talent to make money is there anything in there mm -hmm. that you feel like we haven't covered already that's just one little nugget that you feel like would help the people who are listening right now Yes, I posted on Instagram recently uh, that there are people less qualified than you, like less good than you, doing the things that you want to do just because they decided to believe in themselves, period. 
And wow. the great thing about that is that is a decision that you can make, only you can make, and you can make it in this moment, you can make it today. And that decision will change your life. You have so much more power than you think. And you want to be the old lady or the old fellow one day who's high-fiving yourself saying, yes, we did it. Oh my God. Really, that's it. Have that image. God, you're so great and so smart <laughs> and you're so likable. Like it's just, it's just so wonderful. I love it. As we're sort of closing out, you have these two incredible closing chapters of this book. And you guys, you can get it on Amazon. It's so easy to get this book. You talk about why you have to start your side hustle because there's a spiritual imperative. What What is that? Mm-hmm. Because you matter. I mean, if you think about just the miracle of your life, like for you to be alive now at this time, because, you know, your parents met and all the things that had to happen before those two could meet in that moment, there to be a conception of you and for you to live where you are, to be listening to this, to be, oh my gosh, so many million beautiful things had to happen. So there is no accident here. And and what you feel in your heart, what, what, what it is that's just, you know, within you, nobody knows what's inside of you. Nobody knows what's inside of you, but you. And so you matter that those desires that you have, those, those callings, those like whispers that you have, they matter. You are here for a reason. And it's not for very long. We actually, we never know how much time we have. And so it's, it matters to, to acknowledge it, right. To understand that you matter, to know that just the fact that you exist means that you're enough. You don't have to do anything or prove anything to anyone. The only thing that you have to do while you're here is the best with what you've been given. That's how you regret proof your life. And then what do you mean when you say like, you have to start your side hustle because there are practical perks to that? Yes. Well, there's no such thing as job security, right? In my last job, the startup that I worked at was then bought by a Fortune 500 company and there were just layoffs everywhere. My husband worked in finance. There were just you oh, know, yeah. rounds of layoffs oh, yeah. constantly. Yep. That's not going to go anywhere. When you look at all the statistics, you know, but by 2029, like 50% of people are going to be working in the gig economy. Mm. I mean, it's, it's real. I mean, so much can just be, so much is already outsourced to other countries yeah. or it's done through various forms of automation with technology. So jobs are disappearing. And I think that's a great thing, actually, because it pushes right. us to become more creative yeah. and to really use what it is that we have within us that can't be automated. 100%. I used to think, you know, it's really responsible for me to be doing this too because I'm just always going to be hedging. And if I'm hedging, I'm going to enjoy my job yeah. more because there's not pressure on this paycheck. And I'm going to enjoy my side hustle because I'm... I, I consider myself my own patron. Yep, uh, it's so brilliant. And I've recently lived that because I've been working for myself for years. My husband went to law school and had a great job and another great job. And now this huge company, mm-hmm. he works for one of the biggest companies and they're being bought by another big company and he's not sure what's going to happen. I'm like, why don't you come hang out with me for a while? You don't need to work. And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? It didn't work. You had this like clad, ironclad plan. And like, here I am like in the closet, starting all these things by myself over the years. And like, look what it's become, you know? And I bet on myself yes. and it's, it's just so brilliant. So as we're signing off, I think a lot of people will hear all of this. And then the very last thing that might come up is this feeling that there's no room for them. How do we help them understand that there absolutely is? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I feel you. I mean, I swear that there are 3 million life coaches just in New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wherever I go, I'm always bumping into yep. life coaches. But I know that no one's had my unique experiences, right? This is where just the power of you and your individuality is so important. The way that I think about it is imagine if, you know, um, I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite singers is Katy Perry, yeah. right? 
there was no need for another pop artist nope. in this world, right? <laughs> we might think, you know, oh, that, it's so saturated, the music yep. industry. She's my favorite, right? What if like your favorite Italian restaurant was like, you know what, there's definitely enough Cacio e Pepe out there to serve this city, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or your favorite author was like, you know what, people have written enough about um, fiction and oh, vampires yeah. and like, yeah. whatever it may yep. be. Like you wouldn't have the gift of that work. And the fact that you're here, if you have a calling, it is because there is somebody who needs to receive what it is that you have to do. And what I've learned from guest posting and really being out there in a, with big audiences is if one person needs it, loads That's of people right. need it. So again, put your attention on the right things and understand that competition is awesome. It means that there's a market. It means that people are already That's paying right. for this stuff. They just don't know about you Oh yet. my God. It's so clear when you say that. You and I even, we say really similar things. And look at me, I'm dying over what you're saying because the way you're saying it mm -hmm. is different. And so I'm hearing it in a new yes. way. And even though those same concepts maybe are things mm -hmm. I actually feel like I grew so much today and it's amazing. And I'm so grateful for it that you can never, ever, ever have enough of a person who's meant to do the thing they're supposed to do, right? Yes. And when the, when this comes from a place of intention, which is always a place of love, is there ever enough love? No, no, you're right. Right. There is never, there is yeah. never enough. The world always needs more, especially now. So don't hold back. Show us what you've got. You're going to be dead oh, soon. God, you know, like we don't exactly. know. We don't, we don't have to live afraid. Love it. So tell us where we can find you because you're amazing and we want to be best friends. Where can we find you? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Well, if guest posting is what you fancy and you want to get into that, I have a great free workshop called getrockstarpr.com. Um, but otherwise, my website is susie, S-U-S-I-E dash more, M-O-O-R-E dot com. You're the best, best, best. Thank you for being here. Thank May you, you just Kathy. continue to be so blessed with so many good opportunities because you have such good yumminess to share with the world. And I just can't wait to see where you keep growing and growing and all of those things. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Kathy, so much. This was so much fun. Oh, I'm the best. How amazing is Susie? So good. Okay, here are some takeaways. Number one, thinking is the enemy. The universe wants it to be easy for us. Number two, be generous with your content. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Number three, play games with your fear. Go ahead and ask it. Is this all you've got? Number four, you don't need to be an expert. Share what you want people to know. Share your experience. Number five, don't be afraid of the follow-up. Rejection is an illusion. Number six, give attention to your intention. Number seven, capacity and limitations are just a mindset. Number eight, failure and success are on the same road. Success is just further down that same road. Number nine, be the old person high-fiving yourself saying, we did it. And number 10, just the fact that you exist means that you're enough and you matter. Okay, well, we have these takeaways and some great discussion questions in a cheat sheet. There's a link for that in the show notes where you can go ahead and download that and fill it out. And you could share your answers with us if you want or share them in your Don't Keep Your Day Job listening groups. If you haven't already found a listening group, we have another link to that in the show notes and you can go ahead and sign up and we will help you find a meetup group. By the way, we have a special promo code for our amazing two-day live event, the Dreamtopia Workshop, March 14th and 15th. It is at the Harmony Gold Theater in Los Angeles on Sunset Boulevard. If you go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and use the code meetupgroup, all one word, you can use that code at checkout, which will get you a buy one, get one free ticket. So you can bring a friend. Also, you can go to the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group and ask if anyone wants to share that special deal with you because you can get two tickets for the price of one. So really this two day event will cost you about $175 and you're going to have 
two full days of incredible keynote speakers and masterclasses, and there'll be a sound bath and some breath work and some visualization and some meditation. You will leave that event feeling so connected to the you of you, who you really are, what you really want to do in this world, how you want to serve, and you will have clear understanding of what steps to take. You do not want to miss this event. Go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com, get your ticket, use the promo code meetup group. You'll get a buy one, get one free ticket. This will expire on Valentine's Day, but I have a feeling because we are talking about this on this podcast and there are so many incredible listeners that this will sell out because there's only a few hundred seats in the theater and we've already sold out about half the theater. So go ahead and get your buy one, get one free ticket. Go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and then it just incentivizes you. Go ahead and find a meetup group, but we're giving you this coupon code, whether you're already in a meetup group or not, it is an amazing deal. Go ahead and get your ticket. All right. Well, you guys mean the absolute world to me. Um, thank you for continuing to come back and listen to the show. Please subscribe if you haven't already, because it will give you those updates that only subscribers get when we release a new episode. If you loved this episode or any other episode, take a second right now and share it with a friend or share another episode with a friend. That is one of the greatest things you can do to support us. And it costs you nothing. Maybe 40 seconds is what it costs. Make sure you come back on Thursday because we're having another awesome interview with one of you guys. I continue to love speaking to you and hearing what you've been doing with all that you've been getting from this podcast. So if you have an inspiring story about how this podcast has changed your life or helped you level up your business, please email us. You can email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and let us know because we'd love to interview you. We'd love to share it. We'd love to have you on the show. Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. It absolutely, absolutely makes a difference. I love you guys. I will be here on Thursday. I'm going to leave you with another song of mine. Talk to you soon. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Maybe I lost some battles and my cage got rattled, but now I'm
This is the moment. This is.